0: As with many artists, Matt Tedder didn't really start writing until he had a bad breakup. Then he couldn't stop writing. He found his words would often be shaped by the music he was listening to until they eventually became their own songs. In 2004, he was profoundly affected by the tsunami that hit Thailand and then got really serious about songwriting. Over the last 20 years, he's been in bands like Codename Minnesota and The Flipping Crepes, playing open mics and barbecue restaurants all across Colorado. For the last three years, he has hosted the popular Pizza Bar 66 open mic in Lyons, Colorado, where he's brought together musicians all across the Front Range. Now he's released his first solo album, Indecision, a collection of three-chord cowboy songs with introspective and comedic lyrics, a genre he dubs dumpster folk. Well, you would think I'd be sure about my
1: direction moving forward, but I'm not, not even close.
0: Welcome to the Raw Songwriting Podcast, where I challenge my guests to write a brand new song in one week, based on a prompt, and then talk about the the process. Along the way, we talk about the broader craft of songwriting. I'm David Coyle, and it's my pleasure to introduce Matt Tedder. Welcome to the show, Matt. How's it going, David? That's going pretty well. How about yourself?
1: Not too bad. Not too bad at all.
0: Yeah. Well, it sounds like it's been a chaotic week. You're 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 in the process of moving, which is always a bit tumultuous. So I I thank you for fitting in uh, this show this week.
2: Oh, man, thanks for having me. This is great.
0: Yeah. So uh, uh, the first thing that jumps out here is that you you really got into to writing. uh, I mean, you really upped your game once the tsunami hit uh, in Thailand back in 2004. So what how did that how did that change your writing style from what you were doing previously?
2: It's uh, well, you know, when you when you first start writing, you write what you know, which is about yourself, and so um, that's what I did for the first little bit. And um, when the tsunami thing happened, that was just it was just such a, a wild thing for me to to see like Mother Nature take over. And so what I did was, and that first two weeks after that that happened, I wrote like a madman. I wrote like twenty songs in that in that time period. And I wrote them out of context for myself. So I didn't really put myself into any of it. I just wrote on the situations like people searching for their loved ones and having to like, you know, bury a picture instead of a body and you know, that kind of a thing. And I wrote this, you know, concept album with, you know, characters and and people died and you kind of had to like find yourself again. That was kind of the core idea of the of the album was to find yourself again after going through a process like that of love and loss and uh understanding and acceptance and all of it and uh and what i found it's taken me the last you know 15 years or so to piece that together and i can probably play you know i do those songs that have written about 15 or 16 of them now um but i i've also found that that kind of like unlocks something even though i didn't write about myself as i've come you know throughout the years to to learn how to play those songs with the you know the chords and music that i would put with it they it takes like certain stages of my life to get to that point to even be able to make that song happen now which i think is pretty crazy it's almost like i had a premonition of my future self through a through uh you know something that happened way before any of it which is pretty interesting
0: interesting interesting. so um well i mean did you find that you were doing any uh like doing research or anything into the to the songs you were writing or was it more just using your imagination
2: well, it, based on it, my imagination a little bit and then based off like, you know, watching, you know, newsreels and reading oh. articles on it. And, you know, it just, it blew me away that, you know, one moment it was on Christmas day that, you know, everybody was hanging out on the beach and having a good time. And then the water receded, you know, with any time you can write up something about receding is great. And, uh, and, uh, and then just, you know, kind of came in and took everything and washed it back out to sea. And, uh, and so I, I just I wrote I had a character, you know, that started out, you know, somebody fell asleep on their couch with the TV on and the news, and then it kind of transitioned from this like dreamlike state through these characters and going through, and um, there was, you know, a love interest that, you know, the guy had a girlfriend that he was really into, and I I dubbed her name Cassie Casino, because you know, like the best bet ever wagered, somebody's name is gonna be that, and uh, and then to have that taken away that person had to, like, find themselves again, which is
0: pretty, yeah interesting,
2: you know, just interesting stuff. And, like, you know, the news articles and it, you know, people are searching for their loved ones. And, you know, that's a predominantly, like, Buddhist area, I think. And so they don't, like, have different um, – or they have different rituals for burial. But there were so many people that they end up just having to, like, burn a lot of the bodies just for – because it would, you know, obviously you smelled and decomposition and all that stuff. So a lot of people never even got a chance to find – their loved ones, which is also pretty profound, I think.
0: Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Did you, uh, now? I'm. I'm I don't think either of the songs that you brought to that, that I'm going to be playing tonight are from that song cycle. Are they?
2: No, they're not. I, uh, when I was making this record, um, I didn't want to add those songs because I, I thought about it, but I didn't want to like take them out of context. I want to, makes it, the sense. Next time I, the album, I want to put all of that together for one thing.
0: So that's something that those are older songs than the ones that you that you do have on the album. But they're ones that you want to yep. save for that that particular song cycle. So, yep, Huh. That's interesting. That's interesting. Um. So when you play them, when you when you've played them live, do you uh, do you bundle them together as well?
2: I try to if I'm going to do you know a few of them in a set, I'll try to play them all together. Um, when I do it, I've only I think one time when I played out, I try to do seven or eight of them. And it went pretty well, but it was like I could have done a, a better job because <laughs> like playing. I think I don't know, like I can play some a song sometimes that doesn't have like a as much of an emotional attachment that I don't have an emotional attachment to. Mm-hmm. And I can just whip through it. But if it's something like I, I don't know, I get like nervous playing some of these songs because I think there's more of me in these than there is in almost anything else that I've written. Um, maybe just because I put more time into it. I don't know but so I've only done it once and I want to, I want to do it again.
0: I mean, that was, a, that was a, a very moving tragedy. I mean, there's, and, and you haven't had like a big event that is, that has moved you in the same way that has just sort of inspired, like a whole suite of songs.
2: No, nothing like way. that. I mean, i you know, certain, like, I've written a couple of things about like, you know, the, the discourse in America in the last like year or so. With everybody's so divided on everything. I I've, I've gotten some good material out of that. Um and that's one of the songs that the Dumpster Fire song on the album is is based off of that.
0: Well, speaking of Dumpster Fire, uh why don't we why don't we play that song? So uh Here, Let's so, do it. So this song is Dumpster Fires by Matt Tedder off of his album Indecision.
1: with lighters for hire. higher Matches with lighters for higher For higher Matches with lighters for higher
0: Nice. so matches right. with lighters for for hire that's that's such a great line that is just a really really killer Thanks. line so was this <laughs> written was this written uh uh before the pandemic or after the pandemic started uh before it was
2: probably the september maybe of 2019 september october something like that is when i wrote the lyrics i had uh i had gotten done we had an open mic that night <clears throat> and it was after after the open mic was already done and we're hanging out at the bar and sitting there talking with a buddy and there was some other people at the bar that were talking about something and somebody mentioned, you know, um, that the president at the time and my buddy was like, that guy's a big giant, you know, whatever. And that just turned into this crazy argument. And, you know, it just turned into people calling each other names and it just got stupid. The, the, the people just left the bar and, you know, all mad and just really kind of put a, a, a damper on you know what was going on and so i got home and was laying in bed and it's like i have all these great epiphanies at three in the morning i guess like hunter s thompson used to call it like the magic hour or something you know but i'm laying in bed and i couldn't go to sleep and i just had these lines like going over and over in my head and so i woke up and just like started writing and that's where the the lyrics from that came from i was just mad it's like you know everybody's neighbors and you know, you don't have to necessarily have the same opinion as somebody, but you can still treat them with respect. And like, yeah. There's nobody. Nobody has like conversations anymore. It's all like argument based yelling matches. And it's just stupid. But and, uh,
0: yeah, there's a lot of heightened tension out there right now. Yeah, it's it's tough to just have kind of a detached intellectual conversation. In fact, it's kind of frowned upon the idea of just having yeah, right? a attached intellectual conversation about ideas. Like you're
1: smart. Shut your mouth. Like <laughs>
0: Yeah, yeah oh yeah so so um so how did that work so you were so you woke you had the stuff going in your head while you were sleep, you know in bed i mean were you you was the music coming at the same time that you were doing it or was it just the lines no, themselves? It was just
2: like it was just the lines and so the next day i woke up and uh i took them out and i was like you know i bet i can turn this into something and uh i'm a big fan of like minor chords and songs and uh and i just started out with that and Within you know a couple of hours, I had the the basis of it down, and you know still trying to tweak it out. And I, one of my good friends that is a killer mandolin player and a, a good guitar player to boot, like he came over. I think the day after that, I showed him the song, and he was like, "Dude, let me throw some stuff on there." <laughs> and so it kind of turned into this thing, and and I really took off, which is, you know, I wasn't used to that. You know what I mean? Like writing something and immediately having it be a, a real thing
0: and, huh, uh, interesting how long does it normally take for you i mean do you, do you like spend like months working on a song or weeks what, sometimes, what
2: would you say? You know, sometimes you know you know a couple weeks to to craft it out to where i get comfortable playing it um and where i feel right you know sometimes you got to go through a couple versions of it sure and the lyrics have pretty much stayed the same but just like you know the 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 chord progressions and 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 how you play them and uh but this one happened pretty fast and so there's like some crazy version of this song out there somewhere that we did like a live recording or it was me and a couple buddies in his living room. And we did it live, you know, and just, it was cool. That's where like that, that, uh, the lead, that lead little riff came from was from okay. that moment. And, uh, I think that's one of those things that kind of tied the song together. Like my buddy was just messing around on his guitar and he came up with that. Like, and I was like, Whoa, <laughs> that, <laughs> was, that was meant to be in the song and uh and so it's stuck so it's cool that like those little things like brought that to life and so when when i was getting ready to record this album i was like you know what that this song has to be on it one just because it's still fitting for the times like we're still in crazy mode and, yeah
0: uh, yeah
2: hopefully that changes
0: well so when you're thinking about when you're so this is kind of a uh i mean it's a political song and or at least commentary on on political division um, right which is perhaps not quite as controversial as picking, you know, one of those, one of the issues that people are actually arguing over. Um, but I mean, were you concerned about the way that you wrote the song so that it wouldn't, you know, that, that people could take it, uh, you know, without it causing more division or.
2: Uh, right. Yeah. I mean, I was, I was trying not to like, you know, I didn't want to name call with it. And I even like, you know, mentioned that as part of the, part of the song is like, why are we keep you know, calling each other names basically? And it's just yeah. like, I didn't want to do that. I don't want to be like Trump's stupid or Democrats are stupid or like that's not the point. Like the point is, it's like we're all the same, like people wise. I mean, we have different opinions for sure, but like everybody is the same. And, you know, when you when you take the politics out of it, you know, most people are kind of middle of the road and they want the same things. They want a better life for their family. They want to be able to have clean drinking water and (laughs) and stuff like that. Like the, the basics are the same. And people just get lost in the in the mix because someone else tells them they should think differently.
0: Yeah, it's yeah. kind of like – it's like sports teams. It's like uh, politics is very right. much uh, – it feels like a bunch of sports teams. And, yeah, even though they really just want to see a good game of football or whatever it is. Right. So, so yeah, am going to throw the other
2: guy off the bleachers. And he's like, no, it's not necessary. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. Let's, just play by the rules. Um, right. Yeah, though well, that's – so, so that's, that's really cool. So, I mean, it, it came together with kind of as a, as a band almost, um, or as a group endeavor. I mean, you, you you know, you wrote the lyrics, but you said it didn't really feel right. finalized until you'd played it with some folks. Uh, do you, do you find that you've, are there other songs that you've done that way? Or do you feel like you mostly just do it on your, all on your own? Most of the songwriting stuff comes on my own. Like
2: in my head, I envision, you know, like Timpanis and pianos and all kinds of shit (laughs) going on in there, but most of the time it's like I know, like if I sat down with some other people that that could do music, I could you know make the songs bigger um, than they are, you know, just as an acoustic thing. But it's still fun to play it acoustically.
0: Do you try to make up for the? uh, I mean, do you when you're constructing kind of the arrangement on your guitar or whatnot? Do you do you try to do you take into account? other instruments i mean do you write with other instruments in mind or do you just try to do the best you can with just the little bits you got right there
2: yeah i usually try to do because i mean there's not you know every now and then i get to play with other people which is kind of fun and then you know it adds on to it but most of the time when i'm writing this stuff i try to you know write it and play it like i would play it by myself just All because right. like i'm not always have somebody at my ready to be like do lead on this go like but in my in my head, you know there's like you know violins and you know, horn section. and
0: <laughs> So you're like, you're like Brian, you're, uh, you know, Brian Wilson or something from the Beach Boys. You got all that stuff in your head and it's just, you don't have the, you don't have the band to do it right now. Yeah. Right. Well, when you had your bands, you had two bands that we we mentioned in your intro. I mean, did you, did you ever write songs like as a group or did, was it mostly just, you were the chief songwriter and.
2: Uh... I was mainly the chief songwriter on that. And the, the first band thing that I was in was uh, the Name Minnesota. And that band, we never even played, we never played a show. It was just my buddy and I, and we bought some equipment and it was right. Like I said, it was, you know, a month or two after the, all that stuff happened with the tsunami thing. And I kept like, we'd hang out at his house and I'd bring him like, dude, I would be sitting at work and I would write songs and I would, you know, get off work and go to his house and have a beer and be like, dude, check this out. I wrote this today. And after like the fifth day of that, he's like, we should do something with these.
0: <laughs> yeah. No kidding. <laughs>
2: and that's how that started. I mean, we recorded, you know, maybe seven or eight of those songs and, we were excited, you know, we'd play them for friends, but that was as far as I went. And I, I knew a little bit about, you know, I played guitar a little bit, but very crudely. Sure. And so mostly I would, I would take like, you know, I had a couple chord ideas to him or something like that, and I would give him the lyrics and the chords, and then we would sit down and, you know, craft out a song. And so we would add a keyboard if we wanted to, or, you know, do some, you know, canned drum track or something to it, which was, it was fun. It was kind of a cool process to, for songwriting, you know, we didn't really have, you know, stardom in mind, we were just wanting to craft a song that was ours. Oh, absolutely. You know, he was just he was just in the music like I was. So it was kind of fun for us.
0: Do you have what are some of your influences? Who, who, who've influenced uh, what you I mean, what do you you said, you kind of used to listen to the music and that would help shape the songs? What? Uh, what are some of those bands?
2: You know, I listened to a lot of um, one of the one of the bigger influences musically with me was a band called brand new. Okay. Which uh, they started, I think, in the early 2000s is like a a Calif. It sounded like California punk, but they were from Long Island, New York. If that ah. makes any sense. And uh, but as they progressed, like it, it was you know fun like poppy punk kind of stuff. But their lyrics were different, and so you could tell right off the bat that they had something else to say. And you know, over the decade or so that that band was around, you know, they wrote several different albums, and they all sounded different, and they kept like progressing as artists so it wasn't you know the next album wasn't the poppy punk sound it was a little bit more darker and then just got a little bit more it kind of evolved and that just blew me away like I love bands that do that like you know if you have a cool sound that's one thing but to have a sound and then progress to another sound and then to progress to something else is like a a true talent like, I think, you know, like, you're not doing the same thing each time. Sometimes it's better than others, but you're still trying new avenues of music, which I think is pretty cool. And i am yeah. stuck with
0: it. I think there's, you know, I think if you're you're kind of relatively obscure, that's actually kind of a, you have the luxury of being able to change your sound a little bit. Uh, it's right. almost like if you're, there's there's sort of like a middle realm. I think if you're super successful, you actually can do whatever you want. And if you're... Right not that successful, you can do whatever you want, but there's sort of a middle ground where you're like successful enough, but that you're worried about losing that success where there's kind of pressure to, to sort of stay in the same kind of bailiwick, I guess. Right. Um, so, yeah, yeah. I, I think it's, it's, I, I like bands and, and musicians that that experiment with a lot of things uh, myself. I think that's, that's exactly the way to go. So.
2: Yeah, it was pretty cool. And then like a band, that, another one of those things that like really changed me, and I still have the the audio, like because one of my buddies recorded the show, which blows me away still to this day, but uh, the band Wilco. I don't know if you know yeah, them. I'm absolutely, yeah, absolutely. Um, that band had a profound influence on me. And uh, I saw them for like 10 bucks at a, at a place called Common Grounds in 2002, and they had just put out that album, Yankee Hotel Foxtrot. And oh, yeah. up, up until that point, I had never heard anything like it. Because, you know, I listened to either country music or rock and roll or – or punk or something like that, and you know Wilco, especially that album, it's like its own animal. Like I think you know, going back and 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 reading about it now, you know, I think they had a little bit of fame from a couple of things, and their their label like, "Hey, just go make a record." And they made that, and they took it to their label, and they were like, "This is stupid. <laughs> we don't want. <laughs> yeah. We don't want this." And then so they're like, "Here, just take this trash record and with you when you leave." And they put it out and I think it ended up becoming like album of the year or something crazy. Yeah. You know it's I mean? like
0: one of, uh, one of the most influential albums of the last uh, couple decades, yeah. I think. Yeah.
2: And, yeah. And, and to see that live, like it, you know, I got there and my buddy and I at the time, like we smoked a bong in his car and like went inside and just like it, it just blew me away. Like we're like 20 feet away from the stage and there was like eight musicians up there doing different things. And, and luckily, like I said, one of my buddies that was there, like he kind of bootlegged the show, and so now I have that show, you know, on a Sweet. on my computer that I get to listen to whenever I want, which is awesome.
0: Nice, nice. It's good to capture that kind of yeah, that memory. So yeah. All right, the next song we have here is the title track off of Matt Tedder's album Indecision. So this is Indecision by Matt Tedder.
1: would think that I'd be sure about my direction moving forward but I'm not not even close what's even more obscure is my reflection in on the brink and roams the shore of a memory hard remembered anymore and why is that what was a fact now becomes a winding totem pole of artifacts blasted, plastic toys? Now the only thing that brings me joy is walking down this path to sound of void when there's nobody around to call my blood, to call me out, just what I'm about, to sink alone inside my cure. Stability isn't stable anymore, and that I'm sure. The direction signal Directing me is strong Blinking there So that I'm aware That the means to justify Is fair So I choose to make a choice And use my voice And face the facts That where I'm at Can be anywhere But if I choose to make it that And I want to make it that Place I call home Still I roam until my confidence solidifies Honing on myself, it's up to me It's time to act, there's no one else that'll ever walk my path The tension's gone, the solace found It's what brings me back around Tether to the stake of day-to-day And that's the day to day Cause uncertain winds will then begin to fill my sails send me to another shore again And that's my life But I confide in a distant shoreline She's got me safely well, in her tide pulls me along Without my say With every single mile travel There's knowledge gained So hoist away Stumble in. Stumble in Don't let indecision gather in the wind There is no right There is no, right. there is no, wrong. There
3: is no wrong
1: Just indecision dragging me along away, stumble in, don't let indecision gather in the wind, there is no right, there is no wrong, just indecision.
0: What well, such a great groove on that. I I, I like that song. Um I like Thanks, uh and, and some of the uh some of the rapid fire rhymes you got in there. I mean they're very smooth. I don't it's like I don't think they come off as rapid fire, but they're like you got a lot of internal rhymes in there like uh yeah. uh like and why is that what was a fact now becomes a winding totem pole of artifacts and plastic toys. And it's just like you've got I don't know. I, I like a lot. Of, yeah, I like a lot of the uh, the internal rhyme schemes that you got in there. They're they're really uh, they really kind of pull you along in the song. So thanks, man. Well, so let's talk about this, man. How did you uh, how did you come up with this song? <clears throat> this one uh, also came to
2: me in the middle of the night, like the other one uh, that we were just talking about.
0: Is that, is that a pretty common thing with you? Or are you do you just wake up probably- in the middle of the night and some people have those nightmares and they're like, <gasps> but you wake up and you're like, I get a song.
2: Yeah, something like that. I was like, lay there and I'll have words going on in my head and I can't fall asleep. And uh-huh. I was like, well, I might as well just be up and write something like that because it's there. And so that's, that's what I do with this. And so I wrote the first part of it and I was going through like a, um, kind of a darker time and, and another breakup, but a more milder one. You know what I mean? Like, sure. and uh, it was it wasn't bad. It was just, you know, we had reached the end of our, of our thing and we went our separate ways and and that's kind of where I started out with this. Like, you know, at the time, I think I was 41 or something. I just turned 41. I don't know, but we're close to it. But anyway, like, I'm sitting there, and I'm like, "What am I going to do with my life now?" Kind of a thing. And that's where this came from. And that's why I was like, "Well, you think I'd be sure about my direction moving forward, but I'm not." <laughs> you know? And that's where that started with that. And I kind of, you know, the first half of this was written that night, and it kind of had this cool flow to it. It was a little bit darker, you know. It's like. Um, and the the lyric thing that I, I sent you there, that was, you know, the original like you know, brain dump onto my phone. Like that's just how it came out of my head. And so like the, the rhyme structure kind of came out like that. And I was like, this is cool. I should kind of keep this up the way that it went. And uh, and so I wrote the first part of the next day. I was I sent it to one of my friends that lives in Oregon, that's a singer-songwriter, and she was like, Those are great lyrics. She's like, that's awesome. And uh, and I was like, thanks. And she's like, is that, you know, is there going to be more to it? And I was like, I don't know. And, you know, because the, the first part had like a darker tone and I didn't want to leave that there. You know, a lot of mm-hmm. songs I don't mind, like let the whole thing be dark and, sure. you know, just make it moody and broody. And uh, but this one I was like, no, because that's not how I am. Like, you know, I might sit in as a person like there's always an optimistic side to everything, even like something bad that happens can lead you to something good if you work it right. Um, And that's kind of what I wanted to do with this. So, you know, you start off being a little bit, you know, down, but as it goes on, you're like, oh, yeah, I got this. This is how I go. This is just happening. And I got to trust and not let, you know, indecision drag me down. And so that's what the second half of the song came like that. And then I sat on it, you know, I sat on the lyrics for, you know, maybe five or six months. And um, this summer, you know, I was hanging out with a friend of mine and she had come over and we're sitting around having a glass of whiskey and she's like, let's, let's write a song. Let's play some music. And I was like, okay. And she's like, what have you done recently? And I was like, uh, I have this. And I just showed her the lyrics and she was like, let's do this. Mm-hmm. And so she's like, play, you know, play a rhythm. And so I just started out with the, the rhythm that went with that song. And then she sang it first. Like she just sang it. Cause she's got oh. a voice and, and the way that she sang it, I was like, holy, like <laughs> that's, you just brought that to life, you know what I mean? Like she brought that out of her, you know, just randomly. And so I sat there and played with that, you know, after we hung out that night and um, went on, like I sat there and and worked the song out. And then I, that's where where that came from. And the funny thing is, is like she'll do a version of the song because she plays music too. So she does it on a ukulele Uh and uh she she sings it her way that she did it originally and uh and it's almost like two separate songs now which i think is great and so i was like you please like do your thing with that and and keep doing it that way and then i just think it's neat that this song kind of took on a thing of its own
0: is she Um, the one that is she the one that sang at the end of the song on this
2: no unfortunately not i tried to get her to be able to do it but uh that's my friend kelly Mm -hmm. um, at the end of it well does Um, your oh go ahead no, no, go ahead. What were you going to say?
0: Oh, I was just wondering, did you want to give a shout out to the the performer that you, you originally did it with?
2: Yeah, my friend, Kendall, my friend Kendall, that's I, I can never thank you enough for dragging me out of my my weird stunt that I was in <laughs> in the summertime, because I got into just like sitting around and collecting action figures, which is kind of where the plastic toys thing came into play. And uh, and so I yeah. just I had stopped playing music for a couple months. And uh, just kind of centered on that, you know, I got really into it. And uh, and so when she was like, let's play music, like it brought me back from that obsessively checking eBay for stupid action figure prices and <laughs> and got me back into uh, to singing and playing. And because of that, like I started playing more music out and played a few gigs, you know, over the summer at a couple different places. And that's what inevitably led to even recording this album. And, yeah, uh, I, uh,
0: so- I, I can really relate to that. You. I can totally relate to that because I know um, there was a period where I had had a friend who had died, um, not from a tsunami, but from, uh, well, from an aneurysm. But it was uh, but it was around the time of Hurricane Katrina. And it was okay. like a period where uh, a friend of mine I, who lived in New Orleans, I I hadn't been able to get in touch with him after Katrina. And I was really worried that, that he was... You know that he had gotten caught in something bad uh and finally he got in touch with me but then the next day another friend of mine passed away uh kind of unexpectedly oh, wow. and uh i remember going into like such a dead funk and i was doing i was doing kind of the same thing i got this like there was a board game that it was built around miniatures you know it's kind of like chess but with a little bit more broad flexible rules or whatever and there was right. a period where i was kind of doing that and it wasn't until. I had a friend of mine who started a creative project that kind of snapped me out of my, my funk. And you know, it's, it's funny, you know, you, 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 you get these toys and they're, you know, they're creative in their own right, but they're sometimes a little bit more insular than getting out and performing and, and whatnot. Right.
2: Well, and, and too, like that was like, you know, right in the middle, in the beginning stages of the pandemic. So everybody's like stuck at home and yeah. you know, I was like, well, why, why am I going to play music if I'm not going to be able to go and play it out live? And so I just kind of put it on the back burner and, and I mean, it's good because I had the the other thing kind of kept me busy, so I didn't. Yeah. I never really sat around and was like, you know, just you know, sad or bored. I was always doing something. Sure. But it was like, it was more focused on that stuff than it was, you know, you know, writing or playing music.
0: So what? So I I'm interested in the uh, kind of the co-writing aspect, or the or the that she has her own version of that song, because I know um, I've done some co-writes with folks. And that's always interesting to me that even though we sat down, we wrote it, we consciously wrote the same right. song, and we we talked out about a lot, you know, talked through a lot of issues and 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 whatnot. Uh, that you know, if they perform that song, it's it's often very different than the way that I perform the song, and right. I I find that to be fascinating. I actually really like that. I like hearing the two different versions and uh, and and just seeing how flexible a song can be. I think that's a, a, yeah, a really like, cool you know, thing. Yeah,
2: people can make it theirs. Like you know, it's almost like it, it just takes on two different identities. Even the same lyrics and and everything like that. It just you know the way it's presented, and it's just like it's awesome.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, I it's uh, I don't know. I guess I could get hung up, but you know, it, it would be easy to get hung up and say, well, that's not what we wrote, blah blah blah. But it's but it, right. it doesn't feel that way. It just seems like because I mean, it's not like my version of it disappears because they do a different version. You know there's the both no, both can coexist good. yeah
2: yeah exactly
0: yeah well,
2: it's even like those old like um you know those you know artists like chris christopherson and you know johnny cash and all those guys and like they all kind of barred you know chord cha- you know, chord progressions or little things from each other and and somebody would write a song and then they somebody else would take it and make it theirs and it's just kind of neat like sometimes you'll see the other person performing and they'll play that song, but it's just a little bit different, even though it's yeah. the same thing. It's like, it's it's cool.
0: Just minor things has to do with phrasing or rhythm or... Yep. Uh, yeah, yep. yeah, yeah. It's and, and they may not even think that they're uh, doing a different version. They may be thinking that they're doing a precise... You know, they may be trying to do a copy. They'd be trying to do a faithful version that they think is like the other person, but it's just... You know, it's like we have these kind of subconscious... Uh, well, we have blind spots. Sometimes we may not hear what the other person's hearing, the specific thing. And then other times we just have things that overwhelm, you know, the way that we interpret things. I, I it's, it's fascinating to me um, that, yeah, sometimes I'll even try to, if I try to cover somebody's song, I'll try to do it as... As faithfully as I think, but then it it doesn't end up that way. <laughs> they they'll right. tell me it's like, oh well, you you changed a little bit, but I like what you did. And I'm like, oh, I, I changed something. I thought I was, you know, trying to be as <laughs> faithful as I could. So <laughs> I don't know. It's yeah, it's cool. It's it's, but it's that's the thing too. Is like you know,
2: it's cool to cover like somebody's song. Like you can try to do it, and it, it sounds cool. But that's when you can take a a, a, a a cover song and make it yours. That's really neat too. Like it just like
0: it brings a new life to the song. Absolutely, well, I mean, I I, 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 think what it is with me when I am doing a cover is that I've, I am limited. I am limited as a guitarist, you know, and yeah, me too. I'm, I am mean, limited as a singer as well. But, uh, you know, you sort of build your style around your limitations, and so you know, whatever version you do, you are going to be, you know, at the very least, it's going to be influenced by just your basic, you know, limitations. So, it'll be different. And I think that's a good thing. I think it's good that it's, it's, I keep thinking about, you know, people complain about copying other artists, um, sort of like, you know, say like, Oh, this person stole that person's sound or something like that. But then like, if somebody were to actually try to do a, a direct, you know, appropriation of that person's sound, they would just get complaints about, complaints about it. It's like, oh, well, it doesn't really capture what they sound like. And like, it's like a lose-lose situation. and Right. Um, I, I, yeah. You're. I think you're better off just like, yep, yeah, I'm going to do my own thing with whatever it is. You know, I'm going to take that little bit and it's just not going to be exactly the same and that's okay.
2: Yeah. I remember yeah. one
0: time I was, I,
2: I was down in Florida and I had gone to this place and they had an open mic there and I do... In my sets, I usually play a a, a a version of the the song Atlantic City. I think uh, oh yeah, Springsteen, and then uh, you know the band did it, and and so I have my version of that too, which I play. And so I played that that night, and uh you know a couple more people down the line gets up there, and this dude gets up there, and he does Atlantic City too. And the way that he did it was completely different than mine. Like he had this like sultry voice and slowed it down and made it like. It was awesome. Like I had to go up to him at the end. I was like, dude, that's great. Like, <laughs> you know, it was just, it was cool. Like, you know, both the same song, same words, everything just completely different sound and interpretation of it. And, that, and that's good stuff.
0: Yeah, that's it. Well, just to bring it back to to songwriting, it's, it's just interesting how much, you know, I think we all, when we're writing our songs, you know, we may have something very much in our head about what is, what makes that song a particular thing. It's interesting how much is still left open for interpretation uh, and you yeah. can't you can't really hammer that down uh, too much eh, eh, maybe you can I don't know I, I there are probably songwriters out there that you know write it out like a you know a composer writing some sort of classical piece or something but uh, but for the most part you know, there's a lot of room for interpretation but it's good to have that solid basis there you know and yeah. uh, something to go off of. Well, hey, we're about to that point where we're going to talk about our challenge songs. and uh, But I'm going to take okay. a break here first. So, uh, yeah, we're going to take a short break. We'll be right back, and then we'll we'll talk about the prompts uh, for this week's song, and, uh, and then listen to our challenge songs. So we'll be That'd right be back after this. Welcome back to the Raw Songwriting Podcast. I am interviewing Matt Tedder from Lyons, Colorado. As is customary, I challenged him to write a song. Based on a random prompt, and I gave him a list of prompts to choose from. So why don't we why don't uh, why don't I read out what these prompts were, and then uh, Matt can tell tell us why uh, he chose the one that he did. So, all right, the random word was "poculent," which is an adjective that means fit for drink. And uh, there was a random question: What animal would be cutest if scaled down to the size of a cat? there was a random fact canada eats more macaroni and cheese than any other nation in the world that that surprised me yeah um and a, ran- a random that's right so yeah if you want to make good with somebody in canada bring a box of mac and cheese dish. mac and cheese yeah so maybe they've got like a whole bunch of uh you know gourmet you know gourmet mac and cheese up there
2: hmm. sure i mean sounds good
0: yeah <laughs> and then we had a random picture which is i'm not really sure what it is but yeah, it's kind I of like I a beaded some sort of beaded surface uh with uh the sky is in the background you got clouds in a blue sky and i i don't know what the heck that is but it's an interesting picture <laughs> it is an interesting picture
2: it's so, uh it's almost like a, a like a, a cobblestone
0: driveway to heaven <laughs> i don't know like Ooh. <laughs> Okay. So, but unfortunately that's not the name of the song that you came up with this week. So, no. <laughs> but Cobblestone driveway to heaven, that would have been a cool song to write. Um, so, so you didn't pick the picture was that, well, is there, a, I guess what, which, which, what, which prop did you choose and what, why did you choose that one? Well, I went with Poculent Um, cause I, I like words like that
2: cause I had never heard it before. And, uh, you know, it's, a, uh, you know, fit to drink is a hell of a definition for something. And, uh, And so I went with that just because I was like, well, that's perfect. Like, you know, I like drinking things out of a cup, especially (laughs) when they're when they're fit to be drank out of one. And um, and that's and that's what we went with. I think it it's a pretty cool word and and uh, definitely worthy of a challenge to write a song about it for sure.
0: All right, all right. Were any of the other questions or the the other prompts uh, did they tempt you at all, or is it pretty much you just knew right off the bat? poculent was the what Canada you wanted. The macaroni and cheese one was pretty tempting, to be honest with you. I was like, man, I could
2: probably write a funny song about that. But I've only been to Canada twice, and I feel like I didn't. I don't know Canadian culture enough to justify justify a mac and cheese song.
0: Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, something to research, something to research for the future. Yeah, right. Um, all right. Well, so the song that you came up with is you got a tentative name for it a tentative title for it which is right. "Poculent," which makes sense because that's the that's the prompt all right so this is "Poculent" by matt tedder and it is his challenge song for the week see to all this to change
1: yeah i need to resolve fact that I've never been keen to be the first to set it off, but I feel like this change can not come soon enough, and once over so running, now stagnant. Have I wasted, have I wasted this cup Culture non-existent, in a word so overrated, till you find you missed it. Fight for what you stand for, fight for what you're damned for. Slide right through the door You see All dissolved from the blame Yeah Staying constantly, Paul Get to be keen In this moment I won't pass it up And over the taste of Sour and sagging No more Shall I drink from this cup Culture non-existent And a word so overrated. You find you missed it. So fight for what we stand for. Fight for what you're damn for. you are damned for. Slide right through the door. Never what they say evolution was right. In order to live, we evolved to survive. And it's true in what they say. Was right and live. All
0: right nice um so did have you have you worked much from prompts before or or with a time limit or anything like that um
2: once or twice before i think i have but not often i kind of like it it kind of gets me out of my like i like a challenge like i like good challenges like that and so it it uh it got me to kind of start thinking and so I, I, I like it. I want to do more of it.
0: <laughs> cool. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. I, I'm a big fan. I call it first draft songwriting because you just sort of like, yeah, right. you just try to whip something out in a, you know, a certain thing. And then you go back and change it and whatnot. But um so, so let's talk about this. What was your thought process as you were writing the song?
2: Well, there was a lot of procrastination involved. I can tell you <laughs> up until like the very, you know, the last couple of days I was, um, you know, trying to figure out, cause I, again I you know, like I liked it. And I was trying to come up with things like, I just couldn't like quite figure out what i wanted to do with it and then all of a sudden like a light bulb went off in my head and it didn't happen at night this time it was in like the middle of the morning uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> like 11, 11 or something but uh i was like holy crap i have a i've been toting around for years and years all these songs and half things that i've written and it reminded me like i had this thing that i had jotted down like two or three lines from um a couple of years ago and i was like oh crap i can i can use that and so it you know it was kind of like you know i think that was the
0: so there was you know, a cup there's some lyrics that you had pre- what are some of the lyrics that you you it had? was
2: that i think that um overrunning now stagnant have i wasted this cup
0: i think oh, is what it was oh nice yeah that and that's a great line that,
2: yeah and then uh you know i think that i had that and then the a culture non-existent is a word so overrated until you missed it and uh and that's all i had and so, you know, I was like, oh, that's drink. That's a cup. That's perfect. And I sat down and, you know, kind of hammered out the, you know, the first part and brought that down. And songwriting is kind of fun like that to where you can like take a line and you don't know whether that line's going to be the chorus or the opener or the closer, but like the more you write, you just kind of fill it in. And and that's kind of how this one went. And so I kind of liked it. it. It turned out to be interesting. I always had like, um, I think that in the bottom part to it is I had the uh, it's true what they say evolution is what right in order to live we evolve to survive. Oh, and uh, yeah. And, uh, and so I wanted to make sure that like that was going to be the end of it. But I didn't know how it was going to get there. <laughs>
0: very cool that's uh, so yeah you do uh, it is kind of sometimes like a little strategy session that you have when you're you're kind of i i i i don't know i don't know if i've talked about this before but for me it sometimes it feels like it feels like a song's almost like a crossword puzzle it's like you get yeah. this format and you've even got the clues you got the clues on the side so you know what you want to say what kind of thing is going to fit into that section um and you know the structure and you know basically where it's going to be uh, but you have to kind of figure out, you know, what's the exact word that's going to be there. Though that, that I guess it's not quite the same as if you know the the, the words ahead of time, um, and it's just right. a matter of moving them around. But that's you see that's something I I don't do too much. Uh, I, I know a lot of songwriters do it, which is they they kind of have a lot of phrases in their back pocket that they've they've been holding on to and they're just waiting to to use. So do you want to talk to me about that process? Is that something that you've, um, do you keep like a recordings of these lines or do you just write them down or, or how do you, how do you keep those filed?
2: In a, in a notebook and a Jansport backpack from 1999. Okay. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, basically, you know, and I, and I do that when I'll, I'll sometimes, well nowadays, you know, in the last four or five years, I have some stuff that's on my phone, but then if your phone breaks or you lose it, it's, you're kind of screwed, but, yeah. Uh, but most of the time, it's just like, I'll have like a like a line or two, and I'll write it, and then I'll put it away. Or, mm-hmm. you know, there might be a stanza or a verse, and then it just gets shuffled into the mix. But I'll go through these moments, so I could be like driving down the road, and they'll pop into my head again. You know, I, it could be years. Sure. And, I'll, and it's like, bling, and then the rest of it falls out. And then, so it's like, it kind of comes in stages like that, which is That's kind interesting. of interesting. So it's not like I'm like toting it around, like waiting. It was like, oh this is when I'm going to do it. It just like happens. And so when we were doing this particular prompt, it cause I haven't thought about this song and, you know, or those lines in probably five or six years or more. And, uh, but it's just like one of those things, like it brought it out. And now it was like, it's perfect. It was meant to be for this.
0: Yeah. I know I've, I've got, I, I, I keep kind of song stems. I, I do record things like on my phone or before that I was using many, uh, many, uh, uh tape recorders and i've got, I got so many different little models of uh, tape recorders even at digital one before the phone i got a um, smartphone i had a little digital okay. recorder um and so i've got a whole bunch of song ideas but I, I guess the thing for me is like they always feel like they're their own song and i never i don't typically reappropriate any of the lines if if i feel like you know usually uh the the lyric will come up with a, a melodic hook as well and right. so i I I I feel like I feel like I'm I, I feel like I'm doing a disservice to that song or something if I take that lyric from that and appropriate it to something that's new and may and I shouldn't be I know a lot of other people do but I kind of feel I feel like I'm 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 stealing something you know so even though uh, it's in
2: yourself I know <laughs> I've, I've 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 done that before it's like no I can't do that because of this like but it, this like in this particular instance it wasn't. This wasn't even a song at it, which is some words. And
0: so yeah, I, yeah.
2: I don't feel as bad this time. <laughs> sure.
0: Well, but I think that's. I mean, yeah. If you got kind of words that that are, you know, they don't have a particular musical attachment to them, I could see that being more. And I, I think the trouble for me is that I've traditionally always wrapped up music with the lyrics. It's rare that I write right. write something independently, uh, word wise, from 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 music. So. Well, that that's pretty cool. I, I I like I like to hear you know people that are doing that. I know that uh, you know it feels like that's something that screenwriters do a lot too. Is they'll uh, they'll be catching dialogue that they hear, and or you know pieces of dialogue that they think of, and they they sort of keep those and they save them until they can whip them out into a script. Right. So, well, so I, I like to ask everybody to do a self critique of a song, and just to get an idea of you know how do you go about revising songs. I mean. Do you do you feel like this is a finished song right now, or, or are there things that you would target uh, for review and for changing?
2: Nope, I think um, this was a, a nice beginning stage to it. I think if I were to, you know, if when I when I go to complete this, I think what I would do instead of doing the chorus twice, I would wait until the end to to say that part, and um, and so instead of you know going into a, I'd still have a break. I think in there but uh-huh. it would still be the main chords from the from the verse and i would like to do some kind of like um what's the right way to say it maybe like a some kind of vocal harmony or something like that you know like just like a simple like you know
1: ooh, uh
2: like sure. something like that uh-huh. and then go into the you know to dissolve from the blame and then at the end of that then go into the course kind of make it a build-up thing and then bring that out at
0: the end that's so, that's what I would do. So you would you would take so you would you would you would actually take the core you would take the chorus and save it till the end? Is that what you're saying?
2: Yes. Oh, wow, okay. But not even not even like make it instead of making it a chorus where it's repeated. And I do this a lot with some of the songs that I write too is like I'll write a chorus for it but it's still an in individual lines like it doesn't repeat itself. Sure. And, oh, uh,
0: yeah. Mhm. Mm-hmm. And, so it's uh, and mo- so like I, it's I, melodically it's melodically the same but you change the words
2: for it. Yes. Yeah. And so I would I would kind of like to do that with this. So I think if I were to do that again, you know, I'd do the culture non-existent, we're so rated right until you missed it and then go into it's true what they say evolution was right. And then that would be
0: the end of it. Oh, very cool. Very cool. Yeah. Let's see. Do you how would you go about like uh, putting this together as like arranging this Do you, or did you were you thinking about, you know, timpanis and violins and pianos while you were writing this? or? <laughs>
1: not necessarily
2: i would i would definitely have like a little drum beat in mind and maybe uh, some kind of a lead guitar lick would be kind of cool on this yeah but yeah. it's kind of like a you know it starts off in a in a an a, a minor and so again like i love minor chords it's just something about oh, it. yeah it just feels like home <laughs> and so a lot of my songs have minor chords in them
0: Oh God, yeah, yeah. I like I like minor chords a lot too. I, I like shifting from minor to like minor verses to major choruses. I think are kind of fun, and 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 vice versa. It's, but I, I think it's a cool song, man. I, I think I think the uh, the chorus is really catchy too. So, but I, I like the sentiment about the whole thing. I think it's a it's a great start to a song, and I'll be interested to see what you end up doing with it. Awesome, man. Well,
2: thanks, thanks for
0: the prompt. It's awesome. You bet. All right. Well, let's 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 take a listen to my uh, my contribution this week. Uh, you know, "poculent" was the uh, was the word word of the week, and uh, I decided to build more around the uh, the definition, which was "fit to drink," and in fact, that's the name of my song. So, so this here is "Fit to Drink" by yours truly, David Coyle. that was fit to drink by yours truly david coyle it's my contribution to the challenge uh like this week <laughs> Do you, i'm sorry Sagan.
2: i like it i like that song
0: oh cool man thanks well what, what did anything stand out to you about the song or i
2: like the i like the vibe that it has it almost sounds like a frank black ass kind of style to it okay which is kind of fun. <laughs> sure. i'm a big frank black fan i, like but frank I just black. like it and i yeah me too and i was reading i was like you know when that line was like she insists i won't be a bother i'm not a poor bum but i'm just a morning a morning father like that's good Oh,
0: thanks man yeah that's yeah. uh <laughs> yeah that well the whole the whole thing i was thinking about this was that you know to me i, I knew that i i had to write a drinking song um right. and i don't know but it was like there's so many drinking songs you know what's what kind of a twist do you want to do on it and and <laughs> and uh, you know i i was thinking about this this person who's fit to drink you know, is, is sort of a, you know, it's like, mm, I want to get with that person. Uh, but right. then I was like, I don't know, you know, yeah. do I want it to be like a really, you know, I, I don't know if I want to, you know, what's the line of being like a creeper song, you know? And, <laughs> uh, and so I was, so then I was like kind of thinking, okay, well, it starts off as like, you think it's this, it's this, uh, you know, this old guy creeping on a bartender, a younger bartender. Um, and then it's like, you get through the middle and like, oh, well, maybe they have a relationship. But then it's kind of revealed that like, oh, it's actually, you know, her father in mourning I don't know I thought it would be kind of a kind of a way to invert expectations a little bit so it was it was it was fun to write I you know it's like I I think I, I decided to add like some uh uh you know the the guitar the crunchy guitar to it um because uh I don't know I was I was worried it was like eh, it's like a really kind of it's kind of a simple straightforward song in a lot of ways um and sometimes I get a little nervous about that I think but but I, I like I like just sort of being able to do kind of a straightforward rock song though. I think it's kind of fun.
2: So, yeah, no, it is great, man. I liked it a lot.
0: <laughs> cool, man. I appreciate that. So yeah. I guess I g I gotta do a self-critique here of this song. Um I think the first thing is uh, you know, I, I have written uh I'm not a, I'm not a poor bum. I'm just her morning I, I have it written as I'm just a morning father, but her morning father is what it should be. Right, right, right. Um but I think mourning is something that I think a lot of people are going to assume that means that's M-O-R-N-I-N-G, whereas right. the people aren't, unless they can read the lyrics, they're not going to realize it's M-O-U-R-N-I-N-G. And so I've been thinking about maybe changing that to something like Grieving Father, but I don't okay. I don't think it, it doesn't sing as well. So I'm a little hesitant about that, um, but it would be clearer. Uh,
1: I, I kind of like it
2: though. I think like it could even have like, because, again, you know, when I first heard it, I heard Morning Father, and I just thought, like, you know, The Morning, like you just said. Yeah. But when I read it, it's it's it takes on a whole new meaning because it's got a cool fit. Like, it sounds cool when you're singing it. Um, and then when you're, like, when you're reading the lyrics, it, it just kind of makes it pop off even better. I don't know I guess if it, could...
0: Well, I mean, that's a good thing, I suppose, If, if it's like if, it, if it's something that makes you think and then you want to look it up. Uh, so I mean, if it's that kind of thing, it's like because, like, what's a morning father? M O R N N I N G, you know, it's like it's my daddy in the right. morning, you know, is that what that means? Um, yeah, yeah, um,
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah maybe like that, you
0: know, like, because I like, some bars maybe open up early,
2: and then she maybe you're like that, like the early bird crew that comes in, and you're just oh, like, Oh, that's right, you know.
0: <laughs> but the yeah, that I was saying that they really need to have like an all you can drink breakfast bar, you know, that's. <laughs> So that was the that's that's kind of the thing that i kind of flagged but i mean i i'm I'm, you know like you said it's like it's kind of an interesting sounding phrase morning father and and it might draw people in more so uh i do worry a little bit about like if it is her father what does it mean to be fit to drink uh (laughs) you know i because that i think it did start out as something where it's like saying this person is you know i want to drink up this person's love you know and and so but I don't know that it needs to be super coherent. I don't know. I don't think it's so far away from, from what it actually means. Uh it ends up meaning in the song that makes a difference. Um I don't know. Yeah, so I, I don't know. I like the way it is. It's a simple song, but I I think it's a real fun one and I think it would be really fun to play on stage. I don't I don't have a lot of kinda uh drinking songs or or good just like straightforward barroom rock and roll songs. And I feel like this one could be that. So yeah, you could throw some like, you know, when it's
1: her love, her love, her love. Like you
2: could throw in a couple people if you had a you oh,
0: know, yeah. playing it
2: live, a couple people doing it, would be sweet. Be
0: totally. Fun. That was well, I was I was thinking about um I think the, the first there were a couple songs that inspired this. The first one was Love and Cup by the Rolling Stones.
3: Have yep. a little thing from a Love and Cup.
0: And then <laughs> uh I was also thinking about um uh Fat Bottom Girls by uh by uh, uh Queen. You know, yeah. and, and that's got like this real kind of driving rock and roll thing to it. But but not specifically that song, but the 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 multi-part harmonies, I, I was definitely thinking of that when it's like your her love, her love, her love would totally be I'd want to have a queen style uh, uh multi-part harmonies there where they're just, you know. Ah! Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, would I would, I would <laughs> want that type of thing. I think that could be really fun. So it would be. Yeah. Yeah. This one was, I was definitely thinking about performing this one when writing it. It was not intended to be like just a, I wasn't thinking in terms of just like it being a personal song. I was thinking, yeah, this needs to be rocked out on a stage in front of uh, drunk people. So, or, yeah, or tipsy people or whatever. So,
2: right. Well, cool. I think you should. That would be awesome. I I would look, I would like to watch a video of that done live. (laughs) So, or be in the audience.
0: Okay. yeah yeah so uh, yeah check it out yeah I, well if you're i i don't know it, it doesn't sound like you'll be con- continuing your uh open mic when uh, things kind of reopen again but uh that would be perfect for doing down at like the uh, pizza bar 66 or something so that
2: would yeah. i think uh if they do open it back up i'll let you know and you can go and do it and then i can oh. have somebody record it
0: <laughs> rock on there we go so all right well i think that's our uh those are our songs there which brings us to uh the uh the close of the show uh, this is the point where uh, you get to promote something if you got something, and it sounds like you do. You got an album.
2: Yep, I got a you know the album indecision. It's five songs. Um, it's on all your favorite streaming devices for your earhole pleasure. You know you got Spotify, Amazon Music, Pandora, um, iTunes. You can I think each song is like ninety nine cents, or you can. the album is like 4.95 but i don't care if you buy it i just want you to listen to it all right go 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 play it on spotify i mean it's just it's cool to me like as a singer songwriter um you know in the beginning of this process when i first started writing songs i never would have thought that i would make an album it was just more for fun and my own kind of intruistic creativity kind of thing and uh it's turned into something else and now that you know um i'll be 42 this year and i get to say that I've, i'm now a recording artist which i think is it's still kind of funny for me to say that out loud uh <laughs> but it's cool i'm glad and i hope that people go out and check it out and like it and and uh and get and get something out of it that's what i would like
0: all right well congratulations matt on the new album and uh yeah yeah folks check that out uh on amazon music spotify or wherever you like to get your music um and uh yeah, well, so we're going to bring this to a close here. You know, if you all want to get in touch with me, uh, or if you're an artist out there that would like to be on the show, please uh, write to me at raw songwriting at gmail.com. If you've enjoyed this episode, uh, please consider donating to the program via Venmo at Dave Coyle or paypal.me Dave Coyle. In the meantime, keep your songwriting raw and
3: riveting. Went to the tavern.